You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. All right, welcome back to the Whitetail Experience Podcast. If you have not killed a buck, stay off the internet. You'll drive yourself crazy. That's my PSA for the day, folks. Put your head down. Hunt your hunts. Don't let the internet confuse you. Looks like everybody's shooting bucks because everyone gets the likes when they shoot the bucks, and so it's to the top of the algorithm. Stick your head down. Hunt your hunt. Don't worry about other people. Let's see here. I'm going to start this show off with a Dave debacle day. You know, out there in the woods, it's not so much smooth sailing at times, and Dave... He had himself one of those days. If you caught our Instagram, you kind of saw some clippets, but I think this is worth some audio for Dave telling a story about a rough hunt. Real quick, here we go. So this morning, I had some definite okay hunter debacles. Hang my first stick, go up, and I'm climbing up. And I get to the top, and I go to grab my stand to put it on the tree. Guess what? I didn't even bring my tree stand up with me. Top of the tree, no tree stand. Climb back down. Grab my tree stand real quick. Get all the way back up to the top again. Realize I don't have my tree stand strapped. Attach my tether to the tree. Clip it onto my tether. Grab my tree stand strap. Climb back up the tree for the third time. Grab my hand muff. I took a hot hands out and put it in my hand muff. That way it would be nice and toasty. Hand muff out of my backpack and boop, hot hands just falls right to the ground. I guess my hands are just gonna freeze this morning. I'm grabbing my gloves. As I'm putting one on, the other one, I drop it and it falls. And I'm just like, I'm about to throw myself out the tree stand at this point. Put a cap on that story. Right at shooting light, right at legal shooting light. Two guys be walking in and they got their full beam, white lighthouse in that thing everywhere, just beaming the whole woods up. Literally daylight. I don't know what they were doing. They probably ended up shooting a giant. That's just how it goes, public land. All right, we're going to get back to Dave in a little bit. He's got an update on a few of his hunts, a few funny stories, just Dave being Dave, if you will. I had a pretty good buck encounter. I think the deer got six cents. I think he was like eye level with me. I'm in the bottom on a scrape. And he came trotting in, and I have one picture from him as a three-year-old where he came, like, from behind the camera, and I was looking at where he was on the bluff, and I'm like, dude, I think I think that he's going to drop down and hit that scrape. And uh, sure enough, I think he just said, you know, I'm not going to go down there today. And he literally walked kind of lazily back the way he came. He looked over the bottom for probably three to five minutes. I, I got no idea because, you know, you might say it was two minutes and really it was like four. Um, but he, he stood up there forever just watching over this little creek bottomy type thing. I think he was maybe looking to see if there was does or other bucks. And this was 9 a.m. But the other crazy story I kind of have 
very odd feeling, and I can't say I probably reacted the best, uh, if you will. I am leaving the woods after a pretty good hunt, and I come around the corner, and I'm just kind of tiptoeing, because at this point I can see like a shelf below me. Here's a hammer. And he goes left, and he goes right. And then I watch him, and I'm like, man, his legs look like he's going to give out or something. I was like, I know maybe like maybe he slipped on a log or leaves or rocks or something. I was like, huh. And I watched him, and I kind of lose sight. And I was like, well, I know he didn't go right. But if he goes left to cruise that shelf, like I know there's a down log off the end of this point. I can run maybe like meet him there. So I ran there, sat there for 20 minutes, no big deal. End up back at the truck roughly an hour-ish later. And there's a crossbow guy uh, loading his truck. I just kind of said, you shoot one. He said, yeah, I did, buddy. I said, a big one? He said, yep. I said, what time? And he said, you know, the, the time. And that matched when I watched this giant. And seeing the stagger, 100%, that deer was literally about to top over. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh no way! And then uh, I kind of just talked to him. He asked me for a gutting knife because his buddy had locked the truck, and I ended up g- giving him one. And um, he, I was like, is it how how far away is it? And it was close, so I went and saw the deer, and it's a hammer. Uh, I'm not gonna put inches. I've sent it to a few people, but it's it's a nice buck. And uh, then he goes, I shot it at 70 yards, and and I'm just like, man, like that is. After running in this year with like way more guys with like Raven crossbows and mobile gear, you're just like, man, if you can hike up a mountain, you can shoot a compound. <laughs> and uh, I probably didn't like. I, I was pumped for the guy. He's and he's told me he hunts the you know down does this and that and you know hunts these woods and these hollers and yeah, like he said it was his biggest buck. And uh, I was pumped for the guy for sure, but like. It's definitely uh, the, the 70 yards. Like, I can't pick up a 30-30 with iron sights and be basketball accurate on every shot at, thir- at 70 yards. And uh, it is what it is, but that is bow hunting 2023 Ohio Whitetails. Yeah, we, uh, I forget how many Ravens we've counted now. Let alone, you know, some of the other high-end 10 points and stuff. But, yeah, the the day of the Dickie Mo I feel like, is over at this point. The guy that used to just sit on the ground with a crossbow in hand, an old Horton Super Mag, and uh, I think now that's been replaced by the guy with a, a, a Hawk Helium 3 or 4-pack and generally an XOP or a Trophy Line saddle. We, we have seen a lot of guys rocking that kind of combo and, and, and holding a crossbow, but... That is that is our state. The good news is after this Saturday and Sunday, the woods will, will die down with pressure. I think Dave yesterday counted 28 trucks on a particular area. Um, I pulled in for a hunt last week and somebody was sitting there gutting a four-pointer. There was five trucks in the lot. I mean, whoo, it has been a, a busy time of year. Uh, I definitely hate the first two weekends in November as far as... Uh, pressure is concerned so the the good news is that will subside and our gun season is pushed out a bit so we can get after them here late in the second half of november guys good luck in the woods here's a dave update so i'm gonna sit here and just give a quick breakdown of what my 2023 kind of uh rut hunting i guess has been going so far this year um i've had a handful of hunts um 
I've seen one potential shooter out of all of those hunts. Um, a lot, a ton of little bucks cruising. Um, I forget what day it was. Um, I hunted a few times that first first couple days there in November, and uh, every day I saw. Well, not every day. A couple days I've been completely skunked. And but days when I was seeing deer movement, quite a bit of movement, I saw multiple small bucks. I think I, one day I saw like three different four pointers. Um, and what's funny is uh, the four pointers, weirdly not, or four or six, whatever, little tiny bucks have been coming in quite often after I do like a, if I do some rattling or some grunting or something like it's like clockwork. I can call in four pointers all day long. Maybe I need to adjust my grunt tube or something. I got it set for four pointer mode but that might need to get changed up but i've seen a ton of small bucks um i think it was november 1st maybe i actually had a decent buck come in um with a doe grunting um i did get some footage of him i don't think it's the best footage because i wasn't sure if i was going to be shooting him or not so i didn't like i wasn't able to pull out my camera and record it i kind of was doing it with the tacticam because you know, I just saw like a, a quick glimpse of a decent rack and first thing I did was grab my bow. And before I could get a chance, the doe was already on me and, you know, and, and he was falling behind her. And uh, she ended up getting downwind of me. That's another kind of, a, it's, that's a tough thing. Like everybody talks about, oh, some doe brought the buck right in. It's like, well, if you got the wind in your favor coming from, you know, said direction that you expect a deer to come from so your wind's good and say if that doe is 80 to 100 yards in front of the buck you know and she comes by you now she's downwind that's exactly what happened to me now i probably still could have got a shot at that buck but you know but she got downwind of me because she was 80 to 100 yards ahead of him and then she smelled me and started blowing and stuff and he i don't know she, i don't think she blew actually she just started stomping she just knew something wasn't right she didn't know where i was exactly she just knew something wasn't right so she started stomping her foot and stuff, and he kind of hung up back there at like that 40 mark. Um, he ended up giving me like a 30-yard broadside, but I wasn't going to shoot him anyways. Um, but, you know, that's, that's you know, everybody talks about the doe bringing in the buck, and it's like, man, I, you, that doe better be right in front of that buck. And that, this actually happened to me and Andy years back. It's actually on one of our hunting films. Um, same thing, you know, doe was, you know, a buck was following a doe right there beginning part of November, and... uh you know, she was just 80 yards ahead of him and uh, kind of just roamed her way to downwind and blew the hunt. And, uh, you know, that was on a giant. Um, actually, I was filming Andy that day, and I remember screaming about 100 F-bombs out the tree stand because, you know, the, the doe got past us. And, you know, does lingering around. I hate it if does are lingering around you, especially if you're, like, if you're not shooting a doe because – they're going to bust you eventually. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't think it's a sixth sense thing. I think it's just your scent is just kind of lingering there and they're going to end up picking up on something. There's going to be a little bit of a wind swirl, a little bit of a wind shift, and they're going to end up getting you at some point in time. Um, now, I did shoot a doe on November 2nd. Um, I had a lone doe that morning come by that I passed because thinking there might be a buck behind her. And, um, you know, there, it's kind of thick enough to where a buck could have been 80, 100 yards away and and i wouldn't have known so i let her kind of walk and then uh 
later on that morning, I had a group of five does just coming right to me. And, um, yeah, I just went ahead and shot the biggest one. And, um, and she only ran, she, she ran about 120 yards. Um, I didn't see her go down. So I kind of did take my time tracking by truck. I, I waited a couple hours before I went tracking her, but, um, I actually had a four point and another, a different lone doe come in, um, after I shot that doe. So I don't think I even actually tore up the woods too much. Um, and then I went back to that same area a day later, just because, you know, I'd seen all these does. I just figured eventually some bucks gonna come in there looking around. And, uh, that day I had two guys walk in on me, you know, lighthouse mode with their beams on at legal shooting light. I don't know why they even had their lights on still. And, you know, I also kind of flashed my red light at them and stuff. I think they just kind of ignored it. And that day I didn't see it. I think I got skunked that day. Um, and then just this morning I canoed into a nice little area. Um, as I'm sitting on my tree stand, I had, um, what sounded like a buck coming by at about know, 30 yards, you know, you, cause you can, you can kind of tell when a buck's walking, how it, it's just got that, that distinct kind of cadence to it. Um, you know, especially the older bucks, usually it's kind of just a real steady walk, you know, and they're kind of, you know, slowing down every once in a while. Cause they're probably sniffing the ground, trying to, um, um, you know, scent check some of these trails, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll perpendicular a lot of these deer trails, um, in between bed and feed and um you know try to just pick up some kind of ground scent and that sounded like that's what that was um and then uh that was in the dark so i was two six up when he came by um never did get a good look at him but um and then so i'm sitting there in the dark at this point um and i went ahead and climbed up another stick and then i had some chasing um by me as well uh never got a glimpse of those or anything. Those were, they weren't that close to me. It was about 80 to a hundred, maybe 150 yards away. Who knows? It's kind of hard to tell in the dark and, uh, clearly some running around chasing though. And, uh, and then as I'm, and I can still hear deer about a hundred, 150 yards away. I can tell deer, still deer moving around and, and, and running around stuff. So I hung my stand in the dark and kind of, uh, just did everything really, really slow and quietly and uh got in the stand um without bumping anything out and as day broke hit i could see three deer three you know three moving blobs in the distance about 100 yards ended up being three does they kind of worked in kind of close and kind of worked their ways away um no bucks with them at all um then i had a a four-pointer come through and work a scrape in front of me. I got a little bit of uh, footage of it. It was kind of behind a big tree. So I, was, I didn't want to like be obvious, and, like stick my camera way out to the side and have him see it. So I just got like half of his head kind of making the scrape. He wasn't really kicking the leaves. He was just messing with the licking branch and I think he might've peed in it. But uh, if a bigger buck would have done exactly what he did, it would've been perfect. So I was like, okay, I'm in business here. Um, saw a couple lone does kind of just like on the move um separate occasions i don't understand why they were they they were kind of half trotting half just kind of walking with a like a purpose to get somewhere nothing tailing them i'm just like i was kind of confused you know it's november 6th and nothing's tailing any does it's just kind of odd and then i saw a glimpse of a uh i saw a glimpse of tines 
um, moving, you know, horizontally and, and kind of, about, you know, about five to 10 yards into this kind of little thicket patch. So I'm kind of hunting near, uh, maybe about 80 yards away. And I, I didn't get the best look, but I just saw tines, you know, and I'm like getting my bow and getting ready and thinking it's going to kind of follow that same edge that he's on, which would kind of hook him around towards me. And then that scrape is right in front of me too, that that four pointer just hit. So I'm thinking, you know, he's going to come in and then he didn't, he kind of just disappeared into the thick stuff. And I kind of thought maybe he was going to work his way around. So I kind of hesitated to, to grunt right then and there. Um, and then after a while, he never kind of made that, you know, never curved around like I thought he was going to. I went ahead and grunted and stuff. And at that point in time, he might have been 200 yards away or 300 yards away and, and never, never even heard it. So I don't know. Maybe I should have grunted at him right when he kind of disappeared into the thick stuff or like right when he was at 80 yards. But I was kind of more in the open and he was kind of in the thick stuff. I don't think if I would have grunted, he would have just popped out in the open Maybe he would have came out enough where I kind of could have got a glimpse at him, but I, I don't see him just walking over to where I was at. Just where the, just the way my setup was, I don't think it was the best. But tomorrow morning I'm gonna go back in the same area. Um, you know I'm a I sh I'm a shift. I went I got down and poked around a little bit, looked over at that scrape, and there's another there's a better deer trail I need to be on. I think um, that'll give me a couple more shot shot opportunities. I just need to move my stand about. 25 yards uh 30 yards and i should be in a lot better shape tomorrow morning and uh yeah that's the plan and uh i saw him too try to get after it all right white chuck experience we're out